The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke from the 21st chapter. When some were speaking about the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, Jesus said, As for these things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. They asked him, Teacher, when will this be, and what will be the sign that this is about to take place? And Jesus said, Beware that you are not led astray, for many will come in my name and say, I am the one, and the time is near. Do not go after them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for these things must take place, but the end will not follow immediately. Then Jesus said to them, Nation will rise against nation and country against country. There will be great earthquakes and in various places famines and plagues. And there will be dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. But before all this occurs, they will arrest you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and prisons. And you will be brought before rulers and governors because of my name. This will give you an opportunity to testify. So make up your minds not to prepare your defense in advance, for I will give you words and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents and family, by relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name. But not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your souls. The Gospel of the Lord. I have to be honest. I know there is good news in this Gospel reading we just heard. But it is not the good news I want to hear, to, to begin with anyway. The good news that I want to hear is that the things that I am attached to will stay there forever. And that threats to my well-being will be quickly removed. So when Jesus predicts the opposite of that on both counts, I know that I need to come to this text with a new way of hearing I wonder what it was like for those disciples of Jesus on that day in Jerusalem when he pulled back the curtain to reveal the future that was in store for them. I can imagine that they were filled with hope when they answered the call to follow. But then when Jesus spoke those words that we heard today, they had to be shaken. In many ways, his words sound like the words of a mother who knows that her child will face harsh circumstances in life. In cases like that, the mother knows that sugarcoating things will only make it worse, ignoring the hatred and bigotry that a child might face or the judgment that he or she will encounter is never a good strategy. Instead, the child needs to know that these things will happen and that he or she has enough love and enough strength within 
to endure and even to thrive. For Jesus, it's about being real. It's about revealing the truth in every dimension. In essence, that's why we call this apocalyptic language. Apocalypse in Greek means revelation. And Jesus is pulling back the curtain and revealing things for what they really are. With that in mind, I see several truths being revealed by Jesus in these words. First, there is the truth about the vulnerability and the finite nature of everything that we create in this world. According to the first century historian Josephus, the Jerusalem temple of Jesus' day was an awe-inspiring wonder. Newly constructed by Herod the Great, the temple's retaining walls were composed of stones 40 feet long. This is without any power equipment to move and place them. The temple occupied a platform twice as large as the Roman Forum and four times as large as the Acropolis in Athens. No wonder Jesus' disciples were amazed. To them, it must have seemed eternal and invincible. But Jesus knew better. As for these things you see, Jesus said to them, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. The disciples saw strength. Jesus saw fragility. They saw permanence. And Jesus saw inevitable change. I don't think Jesus was trying to scare them at all when he said those words. Instead, I hear him preparing them for reality in the same way that we need to be prepared to accept the truth and to deal with it in our lives today. The more we become attached to the structures and institutions and ways of life that we love, assuming that they will always be there, the more vulnerable we are. In this month when we have been having several adult forums about the finite nature of our own bodies, our own vulnerability, and the reality of death. We have remembered, too, how important it is to face that truth head-on, without any denial, so that we can live our days on this earth without fear and anxiety. The second truth that I hear Jesus revealing is that life on this earth will always be filled with hardship and suffering and loss. Expect things to get hard, Jesus says, and then expect them to get harder. Jesus does not hold back at all when he opens the curtain on their future. He knows this. He has already experienced a great deal of rejection and intimidation and vengeful hate in his own life journey. And he knows that that will be the same for anyone who follows his path. In the hardships that you and I face, I doubt if we will ever be arrested and persecuted because of our faith 
or brought before kings and governors because of Jesus' name. But all of us have faced and will face hardship in many forms. And all of us have experienced and will experience grief. It's just a reality that has to be acknowledged and named before any healing can happen. I remember a phrase used by one of my seminary professors at a presentation he was giving about God and human suffering. It wasn't a gathering related to any tragic event or death. It was just a Saturday morning in a normal church with people gathered to hear him speak. And yet when the subject of grief came up, I remember him saying, there is enough grief in this little room to chill the blood. Jesus speaks to us in that same clear language. He tells it like it is. But then he goes on to assure us of two even deeper truths. The first of those deeper truths is that Jesus will be with us in everything that we face to strengthen us and to give us all that we need to endure. In a very remarkable prediction about his own expectations for life beyond death, Jesus promises disciples that he will be there to even put words in their mouth. I will give you words, Jesus says, and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict. In other words, our survival and our well-being in all of this is never dependent on our own power, but on the power that God promises to give to us, especially when we need it most. As a pastor, I hear testimonies to that every week. Just a few days ago, I was remembering a story with a friend of how God's deep peace just washed over her at a time when she was preparing to go to a court hearing for a loved one and feeling very anxious. And we remembered together how at that moment God gave her the strength and the courage that she needed. Whenever people share those experiences with me, it deepens my trust in this promise that Jesus makes in our gospel story. And it goes hand in hand with the promise that injustice and hatred and suffering and hardship and loss and even death will never, ever have the last word. You might be feeling right now that they will. You might be feeling that the massive stones of intolerance and bigotry and hatred in this world are unshakable. And you might be feeling like the stones of inequality and of violence throughout the world are just stones that will never be moved. You might be feeling like the heavy stones of hardship or suffering or loss in your life are like those stones embedded in a wall that will just be there forever. To all of that, in no uncertain terms, Jesus says, 
this is not the end. The days will come, he says, when not one of those stones will be left upon another. So don't be terrified, he continues. Stay calm. Be patient. And be watching for the new creation that will come out of the rubble. In the end, that is the new way of hearing these words of Jesus that help me to welcome them as truly good news for me, for you, and for all creation. Thanks be to God. Amen.